Arch Obler's Plays. Stories of the Unusual. Now, this is Arch Obler. You've all heard of the Hollywood premiere where a press agent loads an airplane full of large and small Hollywood celebrities, then rushes them through the sky to some town where the Chamber of Commerce has been talked into being generous? Well, that gave me an idea for a play about the road back from one of those publicity excursions. A road back that perhaps you won't forget very easily. Its title is special to Hollywood. And it begins after a short message. Arch Obler's play, Special to Hollywood. The scene, a twin-engine plane, returning a fading Hollywood star home, moves through the sky at high speed. A pompous-looking individual stands talking to the pilot. Pilot! Pilot! I want to talk to you. Sure, go ahead. The weather ahead. What's the report? Miss Gilbert wants to know. Then an hour ago, all clear. Can't you make this thing go faster? Well, exactly dragging our tail. I got to pull out of my finger. Don't mister me. I've got a name. Mr. Elson. Yes, Mr. Elson. Man, John is a plane. He deserves a little respect. I meant no disrespect. All right, all Mark, right. come back here. Coming, dear. Coming. Yes, Lola? Did you tell him to hurry up? Yes, yes, I said we did. <laughs> At least the seats are comfortable. A chartered play, he tells me. Who chartered it last, Lindbergh? Uh, very funny dialogue. The devil with the dialogue. I'm tired. I want to get home. Darling, how could you get home fast? You tell me. I charter a special plane to save three hours waiting. You lay in Chicago, we transfer to a jet. All right, all right. Get me a drink. I'm shut up. Now, Lona, don't stop. Give me again. I'm never here to court, sir. Dead. Oh, Lona. What's that poor bottle in your suitcase? Holy water. Now, what do you mean going through my bag? I didn't go through your stinking bag. It was open. Now, all that's open is your mouth. Fire him! Fire him! Come on, watch it, Fire him! Fire him! I had my guts full of you and your garbage. Garbage? Did you hear Okay, what? mister, you're out. Out? You big bag of wind, you can't fire me. I got a right. Now lean on everything you own. Throw him out! Fire, I tell you. Why, you're not a producer. You're a fat jerk fugitive from the law. Larry, the chill. Does it? What do you... Nothing. I'm going to run you out of Hollywood. Oh, funny. Funny. Oh, Hollywood. 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 Hollywood.
The play flop. All right. But the movie rights, we've got them, haven't we? So the boy beatnik who wrote the masterpiece kills himself. Say. Congratulations. Loma, you mean that now he can't bother us with an injunction? Oh, Bob, you tell him. With this angle, you can raise the money for the picture, and you can turn it into a gold mine. Oh, what are you talking All right, I'll tell you. The reason we'll give the kid killed himself was because the story was so terrific. He was done, finished. Yeah, his life's work ended. So the reviews for the play weren't so good, so it wasn't even intended for a play. It was a great property for a movie all along. The basic story. That was the kid's peak in life. So we finished, and he bowed out. <laughs> Who'd believe that? The newspapers would throw you out. Oh, no, they wouldn't. Not if you had a letter the kid wrote you just before he killed himself. Now, that's all right. But he didn't write me any such letter. Oh, for... Alona, you tell him. For Pete's sake, did the screwball have to write a letter? Aren't there plenty of characters you've got at the studio who'll write a letter like that for ten bucks? And give you a change of five. Aren't there? Say. Oh, what the Thunderstorm. Get him the light. Pilot. Pilot. Come on, John, to get us out of it. Airsick, I'll get airsick. Crazy pilot. I'll go see what's... No, 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 leave me. Okay, okay. It's all right. It's going to be all right. He's climbing us over the top of the storm. You and your blasted bargain. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, look. Huh? What? Clouds out there. Like a gateway to hell. Hey, Lona, it doesn't look like the studio entrance. You know, the side one where you used to be queen of the Will cats. you shut your mouth? Oh, Lona, don't stop. Don't you tell me what to do, you two-bit has been. Not now, not ever. Lona, the last Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen. Now, this is important. I got a great idea. That junior great author. When we land, I'll send a wire. I'll ship the body west, and we'll bury him with full honors. You know, the forest lawn bit. I don't know. Such expense. Who'd pay attention to a thing like a funeral? Only time, light, Newsweek, that's all. Uh, not to mention the Saturday Review, Harper's, and every other magazine that call the boy genius a genius when he was writing that poetry out of the heart stuff. I don't know. Morbid, you know. Oh, you don't have to tell us you don't know. An original idea comes out of bird breath. Now, look here. And you don't know. Oh, well, stop let it, me you. read you the fine print. A few hours ago, you could raise another dime on that property if you threw in your gold filling. Well, you... Now we've got a chance, through that publicity, to get financing. Make the picture to fill the theaters with the same kind of old cash-paying jerks who think that Jimmy Dean still goes riding that Porsche racer of his somewhere in the sky. Well, what's the matter with you two? I'm talking to you. What are you staring at? Listen. Huh? What the... Bob, you hear it too? Will you tell me what's the matter? What? Engines. Huh? The engines. Can't hear them anymore. Oh, so what? We're landing. Shut off the engines because we're landing. Pilot! Pilot! Something's wrong! We're not landing. See, we're not landing. But the engines are going to stop. We must be landing. Stop, you fools. Stop. 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 Hollywood for a short message. 
Now back to Arch Obler's strange play, Special to Hollywood. An airplane hangs motionless 10,000 feet in the air. Dirty face buzzard. What are you trying to pull on me? What are you trying to pull? Pops there. Hang on the air. Hang on. No. Listen, the three of you. I've been around. They put all kinds of fancy tricks on me. Well, if this is a gag, I don't like it. You hear me? I don't like it. Get me down out of here. Come on. Please. I, I don't want to. You've got to tell me we are moving, aren't we? No. You liar, you dirty liar, we are. We are. Stop it. Stop it. Look. Out there. You liar. Trying to scare me. I tell you, look. Look, see? On the clouds, our shadow, standing still. Do you believe me now? We're not moving. Get it through your head. We're hanging in space. <laughs> Pilot, Sam. Yeah. What time is it? Five. The radio? No use. Huh? Try it a hundred times. There's. there's we're going to be? Maybe. How long have we been? Twenty minutes. Only that. Yeah. Mark. Mark, I'm talking to you. Hey. Yeah. I, I wish I was like he is. Yeah. Bob? Still asleep. Warm self out crying. Just like a kid. Funny, huh? Funny? I was sitting here. I was thinking when I was a kid. Want to hear about when I was a kid? Why not? Yeah. Bob and all the rest of the publicity characters have written so much junk about me being the only daughter of, you know, poor, the respectable small-town people that I almost got to thinking it was true. Yeah, would you believe it? I paid some phony over on Wilshire Boulevard a thousand bucks for a coat of arms of the family to hang up in the hall. You know, one of those fancy shields with lions crawling all over it and things. Should have had a couple of beer bottles on it instead of lions. Yeah. You want to know my real name? What's the difference? Beer bottles. Yeah. Beer bottles. 
and the smell of laundry coming up the air shaft and a lot of dirt. That's what I remember when I was a kid. Sam? Yeah? I just wanted to hear you talk. What was I talking about? Oh, yes. I was thinking of something funny about when I was a kid. When it was hot, I used to lie up on the roof and look at the clouds and make off I was just sort of hanging like they were up in the clean air. Honest idea. It's funny now, huh? Gravity. Why? Did I say something? You said gravity. Why? I was thinking. What? Gravity's pulling us down. Well? I was thinking of what's pulling us up. Well, there are they. Aren't any answers? No? No, no answers. When I was a kid, I found answers. Yeah, how to get along. How to get out of that smell and that dirt. Rough answers. But they took me a long way. Would you believe it? Once I had a seven-year contract for 4000 a week, seven years, no options. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I did all right with my answers. Now I'm all out of answers. Maybe there's one more. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to me, suppose I listen to you. I don't know how to talk. Just go ahead. All this time, I've been trying to figure things out. So? There isn't any real answer, but a kind of screwy ideas come to me. Tell me. Well, I'm just a guy. And since I've been able to stand on my own feet, everything's got to be able to add up or... This doesn't mean anything to me. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I really had, well, like you said, poor but respectable parents, you know, the kind they believed in heaven and hell and good and evil and all the rest of it. Funny, you thinking about when you were a kid and me thinking the same thing. You said you had an answer. That's like this. I heard the three of you talking all the way from Philly to here, talking about nothing but yourselves, each one of you. Nothing meaning anything but yourselves. If we weren't like this up here, I know I wouldn't be able to say this, but, well, why not say it? You, for a long time, making more money in a week than a lot of guys with a family who sweat out their guts for in a year. And instead of the money making you understand anything, it's made you understand less than a... Blind woman walking in the dark. Everything's for you. The world's just a big eye, and everybody's there just to look at you on a wide screen. Everything's for you, and even when the dead are for you. Yeah, I heard. Somebody wrote something, and you bought it and made a play out of it. Maybe it was an honest book, but you didn't buy it to be honest. You bought it to make a fast buck. So the kid blew his brains out, and even dead, he couldn't get away from you. Yeah, you were going to use his dead body to make you more money. 
Yeah, dead or alive, nothing means anything to you. There's no world but your screwy world. Everybody all over the world can crawl under the ground hiding from bombs, can be starved and watch their kids starve, or die in the streets fighting for the right just to be, and it doesn't mean anything to you. None of it. As long as each of you can hold on to what you've got. Yeah. The three of you acting as if you weren't made of the same flesh and blood as the rest of us, as if making a lot of money and seeing your name in the paper a lot and getting a lot of applause to you right off the earth. Well, maybe something or somebody decided you weren't fit for the earth. Maybe. Crying? No. You asked me. I told you. I was in the picture once. Some girl got in the jam. She didn't know how to pray, but she started to. That was in the picture. Clouds. So white. So strange. It's like being held in the hand of... Yeah. Oh, it was a lousy trick, wasn't it? Huh? About that kid who died. I'm sorry about that. Even thinking about it, I'm sorry. The engine! Mark! Mark, wake up! We're following me! <laughs> I know my publicity. A, a thing like this isn't good. It's not a left field. I'm not arguing with you. All right. Spread a screwy thing like this, and every reporter in the country holds his nose. It's too screwy, that's all. Will you stop talking about it? For the last hour, you... My head's starting to go around. It's over. Finished. So, whatever it was, we'll, we'll forget it. Wait. The pilot. Did you talk to him? Sure, sure, sure. He won't talk. He wants to eat, don't he? So he won't talk. You've got everything fixed. Well, the Primadonna's talking again. Now, Lola, you understand? Nobody's going to know about this. Like Bob says, crazy publicity is bad publicity, and this all was crazy, wasn't it? I say, <laughs> hallucination, mass hysteria, that's all. You went off your rocker a little bit, and we all went with you. It was the drinks. Yeah, we were all worn out. I kind of spiked the drinks, and that's all there was to it. Hey, look, we're over the airport. Good, good drink, too. I need a drink. A bathtub full. I'm going to swim in it. C-47 coming in. C-47 coming in. Hello, Joe. Clear for landing. No, no, nothing's wrong. No, no, just what I told you before. A little transmitter trouble, that's all. Everything's back to normal now. Yeah, everybody's okay. Everything's Yeah. Well, this is Arch Obler again. My thanks first to William Shatner and to Gloria Blondell, Alan Reed, and Chet Stratton. 
The title of the next play I've written for you is The Day Sinatra Got Fat. Need I say more? I will, after a short message. Obler again. Tonight, sound was by Bud Tollefson, engineer Dave Diller, music Joe Leahy, and our announcer was Byron Keane. In answer to those people who've asked about a recording they might play on their home phonographs, might I whisper that there is now a capital recording of some of my horror plays titled, and please forgive me, folks, it's titled Drop Dead. Next week, my play, The Day Sinatra Got Fat, is about a very peculiar honeymooning couple who get snowbound in a mountain cabin and meet the reason that Mr. Sinatra got fat. But that's our next broadcast. Arch Obler's Plays Stories of the Unusual 